Hey everyone, welcome to the Got 10 Minutes podcast, the podcast for product teams brought to you by samelogic.com, the platform for atomic concept testing. Today we speak with Rohela Polter, who is a lead designer, the lead UX designer at Chabad.org. Hey Rohel, welcome to the show. Hey Dwayne, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Uh, so um, you are the lead UX designer uh, at Chabad.org and uh, I- I'd love to talk to you about your background, uh, ask like, how you got into this role, how you got interested in uh, UX design, um, and telling me everything about, about you and uh, your, your background and everything. Um, so let's just start there. Uh, how did you get into UX um, and what passions kind of drove you to become a UX designer? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess like, you know, everything starts when you're little, right? So um, I think pretty much as for as long as I can remember, I've been interested in almost anything um, that was that I could learn about. Um, I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed writing, drawing, like kind of whatever it was. I, I really, you know, came to think of myself as a dabbler, um, which has its pros and cons. But I really just um, whatever came to mind, whatever I, I just really discovered that almost anything had a world of knowledge and I was curious about it all. So your curiosity led you to this role. Um, so uh, like what things uh, made you interested when you're curious in looking into this role? Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I got older and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, what kind of career I wanted to go into. And I really couldn't pick that one thing because again, I had so many different interests. It was really hard to box myself into one like do I want to go into psychology or finances or business I mean even though like all those things really are huge they're not one thing but I I didn't know what it was and I was interested in different kinds of things the creativity the strategy um so I didn't know what role encompassed all of that and I also didn't want to be in school for years so I kind of wanted that thing that I could have an impact I could do something that was important not just be a cog in the wheel, but or a cog in the machine, but really see that what I was doing was impacting others in a positive way and getting to collaborate with other people and being able to work in with in different kinds of tasks and roles, not just be, I don't know, crunching numbers day in, day out. So um ironically I went ahead and took an accounts payable payroll job. And that was great for a time, you know, as long as I was figuring things out and learning um, and there were challenges. But kind of as soon as all the previous um, stuff had been ironed down and there were clear processes, I started getting bored and was ready for the next thing, um, but didn't know what that was. And then a relative of mine, a cousin, she didn't really know much about it, but she heard about UX design. This was kind of like, you know, over COVID when it was all remote work, everyone isolated at home. And I never heard, never heard of it before. Didn't know anyone doing such a position, but I started Googling it, looking it up. And I, one of the first articles I came across, which doesn't appear to be on the internet anymore, but it really just outlined like what it is to have such a role and everything that it said. It had maybe a list of like 10 items, but it was like as if I had written what I wanted. Someone was saying it has this, 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 and this. And I, was kind of blown away that such a field existed and I was like okay tell me more um started looking to it found a boot camp I'm also a learn it yourself do it yourself kind of person so I I quite often like 
let's say I was doing guitar at a point, like I found an online course doing it yourself. But this, I felt like I needed to have that. I, I didn't want to just be surfing the internet. I wanted to learn it, learn it right. Um, since it was something completely new, I wanted to know what I didn't know I had to know. Um, so I really felt like going into like a guided path was going to be the best way and really diving into it. So found a boot camp, you know, left that job to really focus on this new world. And yeah, that was, that's the short story. Oh, wow. So how, how have you liked the transition so far? I love it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's so, so cool that such roles exist. Um, and I had no idea of that they were a thing before. And I know like even, even since I've transitioned into this, it's already a couple years, um, even from when I did it till now, the growth, I mean, it's, it's become so much more talked about. And now I know a lot more people who I've spoken to. And I mean, I've even shared it with other people and have referred multiple people to take the course that I did and have seen much more people going in that direction, which is amazing. Where exactly, where exactly um, uh, did you do uh, the, 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 uh, the course? I took Design Lab. It really, from what I saw, also I, I spoke to, I looked into a couple courses um, and spoke to a couple admini- admissions people and the one at Design Lab just gave me a good vibe. Um, they really also seemed to be the course that gave the most holistic approach, like really covering and some courses. I mean, I look at it now and I don't know how courses focus on just UI or just UX. Really don't know how you can separate the two, especially in the market today. I mean, ironically, I mean, I went into it. I was one of those people. I wasn't like snobby about it, but I was more into the strategy and the thinking and the talking and the figuring it all out. You know, all that high level cool stuff that everyone wants to do and no one wants to touch the pixels. I mean, no, some people do want to touch the pixels. Don't uh, but that exists, but um, I was more into the the higher level thinking. That's really what I wanted to go into. Uh, that's really what called to me. I mean, there was a reason I did not go into graphic design or just web design. Um, it was this ability to intellectually be creative that had really drawn me to it. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked how Design Lab seemed to include the mix of both ends, and kind of having both of those ends, I just had this feeling that there would always be more for me to do and grow. And honestly, like I'm not even stuck to just being the like UX designer. It's really the, the way I see it and the way my experience, my experience has gone is I've seen that whatever role, whatever label I end up having at different points in my journey, it'll really be about the doors that getting into such a field and having, it's like the gateway into like, so many opportunities that I can't even predict that I'm excited for. Shout out to Design Lab. <laughs> yes, and shout out to my mentor, Asha Malakin. I hope I said it right. Sometimes it's a South American name, so sometimes a little hard for me to pronounce, but she was really integral into, um, I would say I'm just really grateful that she was my mentor because it really can make or break the experience. I mean, obviously, like a mentor is nothing if you're not going to put in the work for it so you definitely like you could have the best mentor and not come out like in the best way but um i've spoken to designers and they've taken till their third role to really find that person who helped them get to the point where they felt like a designer i mean by the time i was reaching i reached my third caps and i was like i'm there like i didn't even need the certificate at that point to i didn't need that 
external validation. I was like, I can go into an interview and talk like I'm a designer because I've done the work and I feel like I was just able to call myself that. And that's definitely not how the journey started. But with her mentorship, like it really brought me there. And yeah, she's she's amazing. Wow. And so, so are there any similarities that you've seen between finance and UX design? Like uh, if there, what what similarities have you seen? That's a really interesting question. Um, so I've always also been interested in business. You know, I'm a big, a big podcast person. So I listen to, I don't, I don't listen to really, uh, I don't really know what to call them, but uh, I listen to like business wars, a lot of wondery ones. Um, you know, there's so many, so many different ones. <laughs> I could pull up my list now. I won't do that. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I've been, I'm just in general interested in ideas and like, how things like strategy you know all of that um so what is the connection i really see everything's connected in a way you know it's like the it's you're kind of just transferring like another i know buzzword is like the transferable skills um some of it is a bit fluffy but some of it's real like you really are taking the same of if you can work with people you can really go into anything like as long as you've got the curiosity and the willingness to do whatever like do what it takes um i really think you can apply similar concepts um to different roles so i mean listen finance everything has to be exact specific like there is no way you're going to balance the books by missing a zero you know or a decimal point like you've got to be so precise in that experience i mean the same thing with ux every detail matters you miss something way in the beginning like the rest of it won't make sense or it'll have this ripple effect so that definitely you know transfers um and the willingness to try new things out i've had to do similar things and all the roles i've had in the past um you really you get something and there's not necessarily someone to mentor or guide you and it's really that willingness to take that extra step to make sure that you're going to make this right. And so you'll do the research that is necessary and you'll, you'll understand it in a way that the people who were before you or like are surrounding it, like you can help them understand like what's going on here as well. That's great. I think that's a great segue into um, the lessons you've learned into in, in, in UX design, like so, what what also what lessons have you learned um, that you think uh, made you a better um, uh, UX designer or a better person in general? What what, what things have you learned since uh, taking this role? Um, I love that question because I think I'm sure this applies to any industry, but it's kind of like I don't see how you could become a good designer in a way without just becoming a better person. Like it is going to affect you like you because you you kind of like you come into scenarios and it's not just about like what's happening in your job it's about how you're dealing with it in your job and the things you need to do to work on yourself to make your role better which kind of makes you a better person at the same time which I just love that um, connection as well so what are the things I've learned um so many uh really like from when I started till now it's it really like uh, when I look at things I did in the beginning or the way I thought of things. I mean, I came in on my first day and I was like, what do I do? You know, I literally came out from my first meeting, sat on my desk and was like, what now? Um, so yeah, that definitely has evolved. 
Um, so one thing is that I think that really um, the more experience I get and the more I understand about the products that I'm working with, I mean, even with echabah.org, they have so many, like uh, the way I thought of it before I joined, I thought they were just like a content, like they just have articles, but the truth is there's like so much more. I mean, even like they have tons of content on like everything, but it's also like lifestyle tools and apps. Like they have a whole host and suite of products and different um, areas and problems they try to work on and solve. So really like when you get into anything, there's a history and um, a complexity to really anything that you encounter that um, you may not understand at first. And I think it's valuable to understand where things come from to understand. Well, A, because you have to work with people who are coming from the past as well. So if you're just going to steamroll over like what exists, I mean, that's, I mean, no one likes that. Like who's going to, you have to work with like human beings, but, and just like as a good human, it's like you, everyone wants to feel understood before you start giving them suggestions. I mean, even as a designer, people come in and they'll sometimes just like start throwing out feedback, which we can get to how to, how to deal with feedback from all ends as well. And, you know, if they like a lot of the things that they start commenting on, you're like, there is like stuff that came, like there's reasons and it's like hard, like how it's almost like, how do you give the feedback if you don't understand where it came from? Not that you can't give feedback, but there's a lot more. And like, then you start to, let's say, get into the complexity and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> did not realize that, did not. I mean, and even myself, like coming in and learning about the product that I work with, you know, it wasn't a new company. They're at least 30 years old or something. I might need to fact check that before I say it on a podcast. Um, but yeah, like, so even as a newer designer, I've really learned that like, you can't come in and say, well, let's just change I remember like my first day saying, oh, well, if we just made the font bigger, like that would already improve the experience. And now it's like, okay, even uh, changing the font and we're like, you have to take everything else into account. Like that, I, and like the sentence that you're saying sounds really simple, but it actually has a lot of ramifications that need to be done thoughtfully. And I guess that's really the key word, thoughtfulness. Like everything needs to be done thoughtfully and with reason. I think um, that's that's another thing I've always done is like everything... And what I love about it, um, because again, I wanted something that was not just about art, like it was about creating for utility and purpose. And if you can't explain something, you kind of need to wonder like what it's doing there. Like, did you put that blog there because it's helpful or because you were trying to fill the space? And I think 99% of the time when someone can't articulate why, and it doesn't have to be like a whole deep philosophical reason. It could just be we're following the eight pixel grid and that's why it's 16 pixels, you know? But there's got to be a certain thoughtfulness and um, intentionality behind every single piece you do. And that's what I love about it. And that's what's also like, that's what's so cool about it. Like there is literally a reason for every step, which kind of gets a little crazy sometimes, but um, that's the way it needs to be. Because otherwise you will put a random blob somewhere that doesn't make sense and just adds noise. Oh, wow. Um, so when it comes out to being more thoughtful, um, and, and adding thoughtfulness to everything that is done, um, I think that translates over to making an experience that's very streamlined, very enjoyable for users, you know, and I guess like experimentation comes along with that. So, um, like what kind of experiments, uh, do you guys run or, um, like what kind of, uh, things do you do to make sure that the, um, the experiment, the, uh, the experience 
is one that's very cohesive and one that um, the users enjoy. Mm -hmm. So specifically in like accessing users, I would say that um, when I joined, I joined as I guess you would say the founding designer there, like they didn't, there wasn't a previous UX team. So um, it was really a lot of starting with like what we have and also like bringing in. So the way I, when I first joined, I was actually first working on a new product within within their website, but it was going to be a whole new section that was maybe using content from their other sections, but was really going to be a completely new experience that would be iterated for on for years to come and really hopefully evolve into something amazing, which it already is. Um, so the way I saw it at first is like, I would love to do, I mean, again, and I was coming straight from a boot camp actually when I took this role, which was pretty wild. Um, so I had just gone through like all these steps, right? And you'll see like tons of LinkedIn posts about the process, but like then you come into real life and you realize that like the process is only as good as what you need it for. So, and and one of, I don't remember, I would love to give credit to wherever I heard this, but um, yeah, like the most important user that people often forget about, especially when they're coming headstrong out of, a bootcamp um, is the people they work for, the organization that they're catering to. Um, they're really the most important user there in the sense that you have to work with them. Um, and if that doesn't work out, like you're not going to be able to do anything. So you really need to cater to where they're at and also where you're at. So if you're going to be the first person at, a, at an organization that um, has a developed development team but no design like that's going to be a lot of new things for you and for them so it's kind of like where do you start so really i i started with um maybe not like textbook correct way but it did not start with the whole bout of research i did it was really about like what could we do like um what are the tricks that we can and how can we implement best practices into this situation so it was a lot of um, friends and family, a lot of informal testing. Um, I mean, I like to say that like anyone that I'm related to really should, well, I guess my my immediate family should all get sweaters for the company I work for because they are going to be asked questions and get involved in um, the really the informal kind of usability testing. And it worked really well because I got to say that. Um, and And of course, like this, credit also goes to the people I work for and with, which has been an amazing um, collaboration. I've learned a lot um, on many different things, Um, but they like really trusted and allowed me to figure it out and um, gave me the space to try almost anything I wanted to, which has been really cool to be able to set the tone and, you know, not necessarily come into an or like a situation that you would like to do something different it's like really getting to decide like and figure out what is the ideal way that UX should be perceived within the organization like what role should UX have as the first person in any organization like you're going to have a major um, impression on how this is going to run going forward so um, long way of answering your question is um, it was a lot of just finding best practices asking the people who are around and now that that first project went well, um, the next project I was able to go, since like I had established that trust, 
and they saw that it wasn't going to be the fluffy, like, let me interview people for five months because that's really fun. But it's like, no, like what I'm doing is actually about getting things done and getting things done right. So like once you have that established trust, um, I was able to go more into the whole proper usability testing and like longer ones, not just informal ones and a proper run of user interviews, reaching out to the people. So yeah, and, and now we're also looking into proper A-B testing tools and tracking more, getting more of that, um, not just qualitative, which is super valuable, but also some quantitative measures so that we can move forward to the next stage. Awesome. Uh, wow. So within a few years, you've kind of become like a guru at you know, design. <laughs> um, you're a quick learner. Um, so you, along the way, I'm pretty sure you've, you've, you've uh, come across a lot of challenges. What are some of the most challenging things that you've come across? Um, so I think there were a lot of things I had to learn working with people in the real world um, with real constraints. Um, and one of those things is how to have the stamina to persist in what you believe when you're kind of the only one promoting something and everyone is telling you that it's not feasible, it's not worth it, it doesn't work well. And there's this thing where you have to really take a moment and I've it really comes with practice um, and you kind of through trial and error figure out like the right balance of this all and when and how. But I think I definitely used to react more and I think the key thing is not reacting Um it could be easy, especially when you're before you've figured this out. And honestly, I don't know that it ever completely goes away. But you, let's say, think through everything you've done, the designs, and then it's being worked on and other people start looking at it, it gets some visibility and someone will say, oh, I don't like this. Or can we do that? Or like, we need to add this. Like, this doesn't work. And it's almost easy to be like, OK, fine, let's uh, let's change it all. You're right. Like. Let's do it. But if you can take that breather and like take that moment and think about one second, I didn't make, as we spoke about before, like being thoughtful in your decision. So this decision that you made, it's not necessarily, that doesn't mean that that's the one you'll have to stick with forever, but it came from somewhere, right? So not like you don't need to rush into saying, let's change it all. Um, it's about, okay, fine, hearing their feedback and then taking the moment to go back to your desk and take a look at it like away from that noise. Um, and then like a lot of times you'll come back with something either, either you'll be able to come back with the reasoning and the logic and that it'll work out and be okay. And like nothing will have to change or you'll, you will revise um, based on what you told them. And it can honestly, like, I think like feedback is important. All feedback is important, helpful, but it's informative. So often feedback is helpful, but not in the way the people giving the feedback think it is, which I find really, really fascinating, actually. So part of taking that pause is really like separating and like understanding the different parts of what someone is saying. I mean, this happens all the time. Like, so someone says that people like different, and this could be multiple people will be telling you that they don't like the same thing or, or there doesn't work. So we need to scrap it or let's just follow their suggestion. And like, I'm thinking of even specific things where you take a look at it and you start to pick apart like what they've said, not because you're nitpicking, but because you're really trying to understand like, 
where is this coming from? Like, why are they saying what they're saying? What is it that they're experiencing? And so often it's like five things mixed together. And if you could separate it, you're like, okay, it's jolting. Is it jolting because the design doesn't work? Because I'm like, you're like, I thought about this beforehand. So that's really not good. Or is it that there's no transition? And like, we know that it's the details that matter. I mean, you have something go smoothly or it jumps and it feels completely different. Or is it that the color changes? Like, is that really so bad? Or is it that, well, you know, you just uncovered the fact that there's a global issue across the board where there's this blink that has completely unrelated to what you've done, but it it gets all like sort of jumbled together. So I actually find it like amazing how often that happens Um, And even like, I think this works for the designer themselves to take a look and like you have this reaction or this feeling. And it's like, if you can take that moment to separate what's like, what's actually going on versus what's being said, it's always about like reading between the lines. Um, So much gets simplified or clarified in that way. Wow. That's just really deep. Um, Wow. It was, it was a really great um, uh, way to, to encapsulate everything um, uh, of like, you know, the challenges and like how to, you know, like approach them, like understanding um, the, 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 uh, the, 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 where, where the, the challenges are, like really understanding it and then uh, tackling it from that, from that angle. Um, uh, this is my last question here. I asked everyone who comes on the podcast, like this question, actually, what's one weakness that you've turned into your spread? That's a really good question. Um, I really think um, kind of tying back and feel like all my responses are connected. But, you know, there were times where I would look at people, let's say growing up and let's say I, I was able to draw without, I mean, from when I was younger, without really lessons or anything. Um, and I would look, at, but I didn't like focus on it so much. It was more like I did it when I could, when I wanted to. And that was fine. I didn't really go much more into like developing it or like getting in the practice, which of course is the difference between, you know, the talent versus like the natural versus like persistence. Um, and I would look at people who did have that talent of drawing, let's say, and they worked on it and they were like always doing it in class and they like would really like hone in on this one thing and that like became their thing you know like they were seen as like really good at drawing and I always like kind of wanted like I mean I loved being interested in everything and like dabbling into so many things but I I kind of was a little envious sometimes and wanted to just choose one thing and get really good at that and and maybe that could be my thing um but so I suppose that could be the kind of weakness I you know Jack of all trades, master of none. And I believe you uh, said there's an end quote to that. Which What was it again? Oh, Jack of all trades, master of none is all the more better but uh, than the master of one. So yeah, that's definitely <laughs> the new one I'm going with. Um, and honestly, like that's just been a, a very much like a theme. And like the things I do is that being able to pull in from all these different interests and things that... I've dabbled in in the past really all tie it together in the coolest ways that like you cannot predict it's like that serendipity of like all the different um mm-hmm. all the different random things you kind of accumulate come together and just work to make everything you do so much um more wholesome um kind of like and I'll just reference where like 
I heard this and it really like crystallized in my mind um, was a TED talk by Emily Wapnick called like what's why some of us don't have one true calling. And I really resonated with that. And I was like, yeah, you know, like that's, that's it. <laughs> that's, it's just a different, just different, not better, not worse. They're both needed. You know, you need the people who like can pull in from so many different things and you need the people who can go really deep on one thing as well. So yeah, I, I like that way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I resonate with that so much as well. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's also something I kind of struggle with first from time to time. Cause I have like so many things that I would want to learn or so many things I'd want to do. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of gives you like more, um, so much more information to deal with everything that comes across. You know, it helps make conversation. It helps to make conversations more um, like uh, uh, deeper. Like when, when you understand things from like many different aspects, it helps you to do so many things in many different ways. You know that uh, people that, that focus on one thing uh, kind of, I would I wouldn't say lack, but yeah, lack is. I think it is. A <laughs> Just give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I, I totally get. I get what you're saying completely. Um, yeah, really, it really is a strength in that sense. But as you said, it can definitely be frustrating on those times where, where you would like to stop jumping from thing to thing and just settle down. But um, what would life be without that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on our episode of uh, Got 10 Minutes. Um, uh, we enjoyed this conversation um, and looking forward to sharing this with our audience. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun here. Oh, it's great meeting you. Same here. And thanks for listening to the Got 10 Minutes podcast. To stay in touch, please follow us on LinkedIn or the podcast app. You're listening to this on right now for more episodes. Take care. Mm-hmm.